Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have the inspiring Joe Bukoff talking to us about how to reframe for the positive and how that will have a major impact on your dating life. Um, We also talk about missed opportunities with women and how to potentially get them back and create that tension like in the very beginning of the interaction. Anyway, it's all coming up on this episode of the Ask Women podcast, so keep listening. Here's the blunt truth. Your dating profile sucks. It sucks bad. I know it does. I've seen them. And every dude that's come to get help from me has had a really, really terrible profile, but they really didn't realize how bad it actually was. I think they were driven to come get help from me because they weren't getting the matches they were expecting and they couldn't figure out why. Well, they figured out why. It's because their dating profile was all wrong. So if you want help with yours to get you better matches and the matches that you're looking for, just come to this girl. Go to kristencarney.com slash dating help. I'll make you a dating profile that is witty, but also you. It's engaging, it's interesting, and it's not a turnoff to her. So get my help. Go to kristencarney.com slash dating help, kristencarney.com slash dating help. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. the Ask Women podcast. It's your host, Kristen Carney, here, of course, with Marnie Kinris. You know her, you love her. Hello. You know me, you love me, and you're going to love... Do they? Do yes, they of really? course, <laughs> except I see I do get some hate sometimes, which only fuels yeah. me to annoy you guys more. Um, but we have on the show today, Joe Buckoff. Oh, I know I was going to say that wrong. Joe... No, I said it I right. know, because it sounds like fuck off, and I love it. Joe Buckoff. <laughs> I have a story about that. <laughs> well, Joe is the Joe's the founder of spotofjoe.com, which I'm going to actually tell you guys. He's not. I'm going to tell you it's a place to inspire yourself to follow your dreams. Was that what you said, Joe? Yeah, cool. that's that's perfect. <laughs> I said something like that, yeah. Something or other. So Joe helped me with uh, with editing my podcast because he helped us with this one as well. Um, and so I sent people to your website, but is it something where someone who's not up for just like a pep talk can go and who might be rolling their eyes a little bit at the idea of being yeah. inspired? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm still working. Yeah. <laughs> Follow pretty much. Unicorns. Pretty much. Unicorns all over the website. Um I, I should explain that because I'm still working on the copy and like how to approach it. You know, I don't really know exactly how to position my site where people understand it and like it. Uh, but let me explain. Um, I've noticed in my life and in others that a lot of people focus on obligation. So for instance, I have to go to work or I can't get money or I won't get rent, right? And they're not really following anything positive in their life. They're just avoiding negative. 
Now, of course, you don't want to get hit by a train. You don't want to waste your time doing something you don't like, of course. But it's a lot better to focus on the things in your life that you enjoy. And so my website is um, it, it's developing. But there's blog posts, there's vlogs, etc. with practical tips uh, for your mindset to put yourself in going towards your goals and figure out what your goals are. Not everybody is clear on exactly what they desire. Um, so that's a big part of it. And then also practical things about step-by-step stuff to, um, to figure out what well, you want and go after it. Step-by-step stuff. Cause I want to know how, how do you switch your focus from focusing on the negatives and obligations and things that you have to clear off your plate? And how do you switch that to focusing on more positive? Sure. Sure. Um, let me give an example and let me see if I can find one. Okay. So recently, um, I was going through a really bad period. Uh, financially, I'm. Well, I have in... that every month. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? So I put on a maxi pad. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, and I looked at my debt. And I'm like, okay, I'm a few thousand dollars in debt, you know, and that's that's somewhat normal for Americans. But then the thing is, like, that's a defeating thought. Um, so I'm like, okay, I can sit in this debt and I could focus on it, or I could focus on my life debt free. Um, and, and this, you know, it might sound like airy fairy unicorn stuff. And in a way you could totally see it like that. That's amazing. Exactly. And, and this is really important because for instance, even with girls, okay. If I'm like, if I'm on a date and I'm thinking about rejection, I'm thinking about trying to not get rejected. I'm just going to be super self-conscious. But if I'm thinking about how I want the date to go, it'll be like, Hmm. I would love at the end of this to have some really solid sexual chemistry and hopefully stick my penis inside her. And then I'm going to be thinking of that image. I know, right? Then I'm going to be thinking of that image and I'm not going to be thinking so much about what not to do. I'm going to be thinking about staying present in the moment and just enjoying that. And then, and then having that image in my mind will help me um, know exactly what moves to make because I'll just be reacting to the right stuff rather than avoiding the Would wrong. Would you stuff. ever accidentally get a boner because you're focusing on just sticking um, your, your penis in her vagina? <laughs> I mean, it's got to come probably, up. Probably, I probably no like, pun intended. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's true. I'd probably like awkwardly hump her leg to to get it down. You know, oh, you know, I just need to do this. I need to scratch it. So, you know, so, yeah. I mean, it's when you're, keep, when you're keeping when you're keeping your mind on that, you're not <laughs> feeling distracted by the idea of what you're trying to go for. Yeah. Well, th- um, Oh, totally. Like that's, I wouldn't say necessarily distracted, but, um, hmm, let me think of an example. Like, okay, when you're in the car, right. And you're going to a destination, you're not like thinking of all the places you don't want to accidentally go to. <laughs> right. But at the same time, you're not distracted by like, if I'm going to Disneyland, I'm not distracted by Disneyland so much. I'm going to crash the car. But I'm not going to accidentally I mean, go to like Nevada. <laughs> if you're one of the people who wears the Mickey Mouse shirt to Disney World, yeah, yeah. It might be. But they that's could. a really good analogy. Well, that, yeah. No, but that's you have an my interview. Question. Yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no, go on. Didn't you have an interview recently where some where you said something about going to Disneyland all the time, oh, or the guest yeah, did, or something? Yes, Nina goes like once a month. I think it's by herself. I think it's absolutely amazing. It's just to like put her smile on her face and give herself yeah. a little jump start. Um, so I think it's awesome. I have decided now that I have a karaoke bar that is. Ooh, I know which one you're talking about. My house. It's got the you stone do? wall outside. Yeah. Yeah. What is it called? I, I don't know. It's weird, but though. I'm going to start going there and just go I and was, sing. 
because I just wanted to I was to in there fun. once and did I actually sang karaoke there once and that's the only place I've ever sang karaoke really? publicly. Yeah, I don't know why. It was when I first moved to LA because I lived a few blocks from where you are now. And I think that's why. But anyway. Oh, that's so but funny. You oh, do so stand funny. up, right? So are you like nervous on stage? Look, I, that's what I'm confused about. Or is it you just don't like to sing? Um, wait, what do you mean? It, am I saying I was nervous about karaoke or? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't do karaoke because I'm not a weirdo. But <laughs> um, I'm such I a weirdo. Get, I'm I do get nervous if I do it. You know, if I'm, I've only done it that one time. Yeah. Um, I used to go oh, to gotcha. like where they do it with a small room, like the Japanese places. Those where you're with your friends, uh-huh. that's more fun. But yeah, of course, I would get nervous on yeah. stage. Yeah. I always do. Well, let me yeah. let me ask you a question, Joe, because this has been something that sure. I've been sort of toying with. Because I have tons of guys who contact me and they ask about the signs to look for uh-huh. in a woman when she's mm-hmm. attracted or when they've hit a point of attraction, they can escalate. And my response is typically in the past, I've always said, you know, the only sign to focus on is the one in your head that says, I like this girl. Um, mm-hmm. But I am realizing more and more, y- you do have to be in tune with how other people are reacting and responding to you, especially with the Me Too movement. Yeah, I mean, just general social skills to understand oh, yeah what people are doing, what they're saying with their body language. And what I'm hearing you saying is that, you know, maybe in the beginning when I got my driver's license, I was very hyper-focused on, okay, I'm going to go to this street and I'm going to make a left and then I'm going to do this with my hand and I'm going to signal this. And then slowly over time, things became more automated. So that part of the process of driving became something that was automatic and in the back of my mind. And I could focus mm-hmm. on Texting and driving. what you were saying. Which is, right, texting and driving, <laughs> which exactly. is whatever, the, yeah, yeah, whatever the end goal. So even mm-hmm. I, th- I think what you're saying is also that you know in the beginning stages, yes, you you do have to focus on these little itty bitty things, but it's more mm-hmm. beneficial for you if you do hyper focus and potentially get distracted by those positive itty bitty things as opposed to the negatives. Is that what exactly? I'm to say? Yeah, yeah. And the, I actually wrote an article about this on the spot of Joe.com. Um, and it's called why you should focus on the road when you're driving. Um, it's, it's exactly the same thing I was saying before, but, but very similar. It's, I like the analogy. I'm just going to go back to that where I, when I'm driving, I'm not like, okay, I don't want to crash over this bridge. Well, I mean, of course I might feel a little bit nervous if I'm close to the edge. Um, but at the same time I'm refocusing to myself. Okay. Well, if, if you're, if I'm saying I don't want to crash and fall over, the image I'm thinking about is crashing and falling over the edge of the bridge. And I might involuntarily not like throw myself off the bridge, but I might like accidentally hug the lane a little bit or something very subtle that would get me closer to the image I have in my mind. Um, But if I'm saying I want to get safely to my destination, then what I'm doing is I'm going safely to my destination. um, And, and, you know, part of that is not going over the bridge, but I'm not focusing on the the negative and avoiding it i'm focusing on the positive and going towards it and what that allows right. me to do is have a lot more flow within myself i'm not like going and then stopping and then checking and then going and then stopping and then checking i'm going and i have more momentum uh when it comes to girls like of course i don't want to get a sexual harassment allegation or i don't want to you know something it's you know i don't want her to go to the police and put a restraining order on me that would suck um if i was on the sex offender registry i mean <laughs> It would more suck, but yes, it would definitely suck. Yeah, I don't want to be on the sex offender registry. Like yeah. that would be very awkward pickup line. Hey, I'm on the sex offender registry. <laughs> Go on a date. Um, oh, yeah. But what I would be 
I, I wouldn't really be thinking about not making her uncomfortable, although obviously that would be part of my goal. I would be thinking about having a comfortable sexual connection with her. And part of that is not making her uncomfortable. Right. And that would be like the byproduct of that positive thought that that would not happen, but you would be exactly. aware of it if it did happen. I, oh, I, hell yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I just like that you're just thinking, you're just talking about little tweaks in your brain. It's not something mm-hmm. that the entire day you're sitting there thinking, okay, have fun. I'm going to stick with my <laughs> be so yes. good. It's, it's just for me, when I, when I'm out and about and I do get nervous, the last night we had, um, on my street, we had our first, you know, ladies of my street night. And mm-hmm. these are new women who I've never met before. Uh, I've met a couple of them. But we went over to somebody's house and it, it is nerve-wracking. It's almost more nerve-wracking for women to meet new women than it is for dudes to meet women. Oh, yeah. Because girls can sure. be so terrible to That's each crazy. Other. Yeah. Well, they're terrible to yeah. Well, actually, I'm really um, curious. Um, I, ho- I don't, hope you don't mind if I just like change the subject here. Yeah. I'm really curious about that because that's one thing I'm learning and one thing I've noticed that really helps me is like, Girls aren't these like goddesses being like, you get the pussy and you don't. It's like, I'm realizing a lot more, and this is something that's in guys' heads when they first start out, but I'm realizing a lot more that girls are like, oh, am I, am I like, am I pretty? Do I smell nice? Like they're just as insecure, but no guy really sees it because girls are really good at hiding it. And we are just like, oh my God, she's so gorgeous. And so we don't think about you as like people. And so could you just explain a little bit more about how horrible girls can be not like to put you girls down, but just to humanize you. We're humans. We're human beings. We do horrible things. We have horrible thoughts. We treat people badly, not because we have, you know, mal intent, but because we are human beings. And that's the way Mm -hmm. that we protect ourselves. The way that we react when we're triggered is what we do when we're uncomfortable or insecure. We, we are the exact same as men. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say more or less because every individual is different, but we've got our own shit going on. <laughs> That's the thing. We're not <laughs> yeah. walking through life, you know, inspiring people and running with unicorns like you, but, um, Oh, I'm, we, I'm no saint. No, I'm <laughs> I don't want to, I don't, okay. I'm joking you, but, but oh, okay. the thing is, is that, you know, I hope that men do realize that women are people too. And we fuck up and we make mistakes and we're not, mm-hmm. you know, going to always do the right thing. And if when we do it, when we do the wrong thing, it's not always that it's premeditated and we're out to hurt the other person. Mm -hmm. Typically, it's just from a lot of discomfort and to save ourselves face or an awkward situation um, or because our feelings are hurt or because we're scared. Mm -hmm. There's, we we are human beings just. And so when it comes to women being meaner to each other, I don't know if we're meaner to each other. but I, I find I'm very open with people, but then I can slowly collect a list of things that I don't like about somebody to make me uh-huh. feel better. And then <laughs> yeah. as I get to know them, I like them differently. So it, it, that's just, you know, my protective nature of uh-huh. myself and my own ego. Um, but that doesn't, I don't think that presents to other people. I, 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 I'm not really sure if I'm explaining that properly, but I, I will explain for, for last night when I went to the women's night. And there were moments where I was like, oh, am I as smart as these women? They all went to Ivy League school. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And I had moments where I was sort of, you know, a little down on myself and my education and my intellect. And then I replaced it with a positive thought. 
And I was like, yeah. oh, no, but I'm here and I'm having fun and they're enjoying me and I'm enjoying them and I'm having a good time. And so that got me back to a good place. The point that I was trying to make is that it's not that you're hyper-focused on this positive thing. It's, it's that when you do start going to that negative place that could drill you into this negative spiral, you replace uh-huh. it with something positive that you know to be true and a uh-huh. fact about you, whether it's a goal or something positive about yourself. And that can really help you yeah. like, snap out of it and just go back to that positive place. And then you can act accordingly. Like, listen, I, I wasn't completely 100% comfortable last night, um, mm-hmm. but I reminded myself to keep pushing forward and engage in conversation and act curious and listen to what people are saying and share information about myself. And by the end of the night, I had one woman who said, oh my God, you're so adorable. I just love the way that you say things. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then one (laughs) other woman was like, you're so funny. And, you know, getting that reassurance from them was really nice because you Mm. never know what they're thinking because they are assessing you the same way. It's, it's, it's like this shield in front of you and people don't really know who to who to let in and not let in. And they want to find out information first before they're like, okay, come a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. So I don't and know. That's, that's, that's my response to that. What Christian, what do you think? Um, I, yeah. uh, I, I don't like women. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> I just, everyone that's usually been so you're one of the bros, the, the, everyone in my life that's generally been nice to me outside of my, the women in my family have been men. So I just, you know, I, I mm-hmm. shut down a little bit around women, but I am learning as I, but you have a lot of very close female friends. I have some, yeah, for sure. But like in general, it's like I don't walk into a room and girls are like, hey, girl, welcome, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I've learned, like Marnie was saying with the um, Ivy League education, is that that used to intimidate me. And now I realize that the world would be boring as fuck if everyone had an Ivy League education. So I'm trying to look at things a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. like... Not in a fuck it way, but kind of like, you know, when I was in college or when I just got out of college and started doing stand up, uh, a lot of the stand ups were Ivy League grads and I didn't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. around them. I didn't speak around them. I had, I felt like I had nothing to offer. And if you put me in that position, that that also just goes to show that Ivy League won't really get you a job. You have to do comedy because they're on the same level as you. There's a whole crew of comics that are from Ivy League schools that basically run the the comedy writing business. But oh, anyway, you can you can fit in with them. It's just you have to stop worrying about it. I don't even know if this is really on topic to No, it is it is on topic because what what we're talking about overall is reframing and that it, you can use reframing in every space and area of your life. If you're down on yeah. something or negative about something, that's mm-hmm. going to follow you and it's going to those are the doors that are going to open up for you. The negative doors are no doors whatsoever. The more that you can view things positively, like what Kristen was saying about mm-hmm. reframing. If, you know, if you want to say fuck it, that's a great way to look at it as well. Um, there's other ways, like what Joe was talking about, of, of looking at the positive goals of, oh, they're Ivy League. What can I learn from them? I'm going to share this about myself of my experiences. And there's going to be something great that they're going to gain as well. That's going to be a fun night. Like, and also it, humanizing it, it's them. It's just the way you view it. Like, yeah. if, if I'm at a place, like, for instance, I've begun to network with the top of the top um, because I, I have, you know, I have very ambitious goals. And, um, you know, for instance, I very much admire your podcast. And 
I was a little bit self-conscious <laughs> leading up to this. I'm like, oh, are they just going to cancel? Like, do I deserve this? And like, <laughs> no, no problem. problem. My, it would be almost if we canceled. It would just be us because we're fuck ups. But <laughs> yes, exactly. I know, right? Oh, I just add another fuck up to the pile. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's just, it's just you know, understanding that everyone's human really helps. Like. That's one of the ways that I network with somebody who, you know, has like, you know, thousands of fans is like, okay, well, they just want to be seen as themselves. They're probably a bit tired of people being like, oh my God. Like, you know, if you just see somebody that has fans thousands like that. Of fans are not tired of hearing, oh my God. Yeah, if you have millions, you get tired of it, but thousands. <laughs> yeah, keep it coming. You're like, give yeah. me more. Well, actually, not to But everyone just wants to be seen as themselves. And if you approach somebody, like, even if it's like somebody like Jim Carrey, it's like, if you approach him as like, hey, I'm just... Um, you know, you're a cool person and I like to hang out. I mean, obviously he has to like filter you and whatever, but like, it's going to have a lot better effect than you'd be like, Oh my God, I love you. Would you want to sign my autograph and hang out with me and my friends? Well, it's really, that's just overbearing. They're just a person. I don't want to humble brag, but I'm totally going to humble brag. Uh, people who listen to my other podcast, mentally chill, really get super into me. I don't have a gajillion billion listeners, but the ones that I have seem very Mm -hmm. dedicated. And so people will donate money to talk to me on Skype or FaceTime. And Mm -hmm. the other day I FaceTimed with a girl who had donated, which if you want to, you can go to uh, mentallychillpodcast.com and there's a a donate button if you're interested in Skyping with me. Um, But she, when we started talking, she was like, oh my God, I'm fangirling out right now. I'm, this is so crazy. (laughs) And I'm just, I'm some idiot in my parents' house that had just woken up from a nap with messy (laughs) hair. And I'm like, what? So it's right. just your perceptions of people. I am nothing like mm-hmm. she was – Yeah, I mean, I, we had a good conversation. It was really fun. But she put me on a pedestal. In her mind, I'm some yep. someone special. And so you can either put that person on a pedestal or take them off the pedestal. And it's really mm-hmm. up to well, you. Exactly. It directly, it directly relates to being on dates with girls that you right. do find oh, very exactly. And it's like you can look at them as, oh, my God, you're so gorgeous. What are you doing sitting with me? Or you can say, oh, wow, you're beautiful. I'm awesome. We're going to have a great time. You know, there's there's the equal value from your side that like, you know, looks are wonderful and a great personality is great. But I've got that as well. So we're going to have a blast because of that. And, And, you know, that just even doing that type of reframing before your date um, or even on your date while in the process is so beneficial. There was this book that I had read so long ago that I used to like love talking about. I totally forget what it's called, but it's it's this famous book that like every uh, college football team gives out to their players and like all these golfers use. Oh my God, what is it called? Anyway, it, it's mm. about mentally rehearsing things um, before... Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. What the hell is but it I just wanna... it's for golfers? Like you're supposed to mm-hmm. like, like mentally rehearse your swing like so that it's perfect in your mind. Yeah, Tony Robbins talks a lot about that. Tony Robbins yeah, is, I, did I, that a lot. I'm sure a lot of those people might do be for by the Tony Robbins. What? The book might be by Tony Robbins. I know he wrote no, writes a lot not. of stuff it's about not. that. Oh, was it another old dude? Anyway, it was fantastic. And I mean, I'm I'm giving away a lot of it right now, but it's really just mentally rehearsing things. So if you don't have the opportunity to go out and interact with people, I know it's difficult because you're not going to get that feedback from people, but you can start to collect real life feedback from people and then go and mentally rehearse something for an evening. It's a form of meditation as well, just to chill you out. But you just sit in a room, you have a cup of tea, you close your eyes and you 
walk yourself through a scenario that you encounter on a daily basis that you want to perfect so that... Oh, totally. When, yeah, when it does come across or come up in real life, you can knock it out of the park. You've already had that half Mm -hmm. an hour, several half an hours of practice doing that thing that you're doing now live in person. So Yeah, and everything that you see in the world comes from thought originally. Um, and that's yeah. a really like spiritual thing, but there's a lot of people that talk about this. I said this. that before. Yeah, like, there's some really good it, people that I talk to. It kind of grosses me out in a way. Uh, Wayne Dyer. And then um, there's <laughs> also, uh, sorry, it's a little bit hard to figure out who's supposed to be talking. Uh, Wayne Dyer is know, a really great, um, <laughs> really great inspirational person I listen to on YouTube. Um, and he talks a lot about this. And the same with Alan Watts, although Alan Watts is more like a Zen Buddhist or whatever. Um, but everything that you you see is has started with thought, and when you when you make it when you make a mental image of what you want, and you allow yourself to have it, you'll start seeing the things that you want in the world, and allow yourself to have it with a lot less resistance and a lot more flow, uh, momentum, yeah. if you will. Um, and it's That's it like sounds a bit interesting. Boards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they, they might be cheesy, but it, like it's exactly what you're talking about. It's like it's mm-hmm. getting clear on your goals. And that's why every one of my programs, um, the first section is about figuring out what you want and figuring out who you are and the way you want to present yourself. Because and I love more, that. exactly what we're talking about, the more you're in tune with that vision, the more it can come to fruition. And it's easier for you instead of being like, I don't know mm-hmm. what I want or I don't know who I am and now I don't know how to present myself. It's Exactly. Like, and then what you'll bo- achieve yeah. is not knowing and a bunch of confusion. Yeah, wishy-washiness, which is no good. Anyway, (laughs) we are going to take a break. um, But when we come back, we're going to answer our questions from listeners and we're going to overanalyze the shit out of their questions. So we'll be back in a moment. I think you guys would assume that Marnie is very good with money and I'm not. This has nothing to do with Marnie's religion or mine. It has to do with just the way we handle ourselves. And Marnie has her shit together and she has her money together. I don't have my shit together, nor do I have my money together. And I think we have the sponsor because the universe is trying to tell me to get it together. Lightstream is this awesome company that saves you money on all your credit card balances. It will consolidate them into one loan from 6.14% APR with auto pay. I need to go on Lightstream right now and do this. I need to get it together. I'm going to go to lightstream.com slash askwomen to get the discount. So if this has been on your to-do list, like it's been on mine, let's go do it. Let's cross the things off on our list together. So our listeners, you guys, that's right, that's you, save even more with an additional interest rate discount on top of Lightstream's already low rates. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash askwomen. That's L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash askwomen. And just a quick little disclaimer from the sponsor, subject to credit approval, rate includes 0.5% auto pay discount, terms and conditions apply, and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash askwomen for more information. All right. We are back. And actually, Kristen, you did want to say something before Joe so rudely cut you off. Before. Oh, I, <laughs> I was a rude-ass person. I was, no, it's not even important. Joe, you won. You you won. I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm just kidding. No, uh-huh. but I should say it doesn't... I, I get a trophy, right? You do. And it's going to hit you right in the head. But okay. uh, no, exactly. that's all right. Barney, you can just read the questions. Okay. Love the podcast and all this shit talking you, Kristen, and your guests do. Hope you can help me out with a personal response. 
Trying to keep it brief, I was out at a bar slash club dancing and locked eyes with this really sexy girl. We ended up dancing together until early morning, making out and eventually went back to her place. We had a lot of really amazing sex all night and in the morning I left on great terms. We didn't exchange names or numbers. She was the first girl I was with in nine months since my girlfriend and I broke up. Naturally, I was feeling a bit confused, which probably contributed to the lack of sharing details. After an STD test came back clear and I had time to gather my thoughts, I found her and messaged her on Facebook with a couple of playful messages. She responded in the same manner. I then asked if she would be up for having a drink. She saw it and didn't reply. It's been two days two days now. I'm not looking to date anyone and feel like maybe the last message came off like I wanted to date her. I meant for her to come over for a drink and for some more fun. Um, almost certain she'd be game for that, but certainly she may think I may want something more, which is turning her off. Planning to send her a follow-up message in a day or two saying, had a lot of fun with you, nickname, if you want to get together again and talk about nappy box crafting, which was an inside joke. My number is blah, 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 smiley face. Then leave the ball in her court. If she doesn't respond, yeah, oh, well, um, I'm not going to send I, her messages. Honestly, I think he's got a pretty good idea there. Did you yeah. finish the question? <laughs> <laughs> is there a way to make my intentions more clear without saying too much? Should I phrase it in a different way? No inside joke. How can I get her to feel more and make this happen? Can't get that night out of my head. It's addicting. Keep up your fantastic and highly entertaining work legend. Cheers from Oz H. Hmm. All right. Well, first of all, solid job on getting that girl. It sounds like you had an awesome time. Um, as for the message, it seems like you have a pretty good idea of what to say. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit of a blunt person. I'll usually just say exactly what I mean. And it, it works with some girls and it doesn't with others, but it makes me comfortable in the end. And so personally, what I'd say is like, Hey, um, didn't mean to come off a bit strong. Um, Hey, I'm not necessarily looking for something long-term, but I'd like to have fun with you again and talk about nappy box crafting. Um, you know, just let me know if that's what you want. And that's that's yeah. what I would send personally. Okay. Kristen, what do you think? Uh, I don't want to be the cynical one, but I feel like she was not super into it. Like she wanted to have fun. She was probably a little buzzed or drunk and was is interested in leaving it at exactly that, which is what so many dudes do to girls, by the way. So I think... She, well, so so many girls do to totally, guys as yes. well. So but it, it, I don't think yeah. that she's looking at it as something further. And I know he wants to make it something more, but just sending more messages and more messages yeah. is just going to make you look desperate. Well, I listen, I have, I have no problem with him going for it one more time, but I, was, I would try to re-engage the conversation with something a bit more playful. Um, but I, I actually think what he wrote is fine. The would you be up for having a drink together? I don't think that said like, okay, now I want to date you. I mean, you just had a night of great sex. I don't know how long it took for you to contact her, but you're contacting her again to ask her if she wants alcohol on a fun night, which is the exact same way that your night started off the last time. So I don't think that he's putting that intention out there of, oh, now I'm looking to like marry you. I don't think she got scared off by that. I, I kind of agree with Kristen that she's like, no, that was fun. That's it. That's all that I want. But at the same time, you know, if they did have a great night of fun, um, she may be up for it at a later time and he might be getting some sort of, you know, text at 11 o'clock. I would in the say maybe start with something about going out with your friends, like for another fun night at the club. Like my friends are going to this club. Do you and your girls want to come with us to, you know, tonight? Yeah. So that's, I think, a nice transitional way. 
Yeah, and then leave it in her hands. If she does want anything, let her reach out to you. You can even leave your number and just say, like, we're going here. It's going to be super fun. Um, you know, text me if you yeah. and your friends want to join. But, I, you know, like, I, I do agree with what both of you said, and I agree with what Joe said. Like, just put it out there. Like, that's what you have mm-hmm. for fun. The only thing is, is that if it's too sexual after a night like that, even if you were sexual, for some reason, I find that icky. Like, if it's still not kind of subtle fun, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if Chris is going to agree with me on this. But if it's too much like, like, oh, you know, love to be inside you again, or like something that's too sexual, that would just gross yeah, me yeah. out. No, you don't do that. Mm-hmm. It would still have to be fun energy. It would have to be something fun and playful. So like even the, I, I like the fact that he called back on the inside joke between the two of them. I, that's how I would have started the first time. But um, his follow-up message is what I would have said what was his the next time. But I, I, I think that he was thinking of sending a, had a lot of fun with you nickname if you want to get together again and talk. I don't know about that part. You don't need to get together and talk. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, get together and talk about nappy uh, box grafting. My number <laughs> is. I think that's fine. And I think yeah, that that's... The visualization I, I have in my head has is to do with it, though. just well, I think opening <laughs> the door. Like the whole whole idea is... Like, if I were you, like, I just imagine, like, I just want to open the door to her and let her, and, and kind of, like, invite her in. It's it's essentially you're yeah. just sending an invitation to her. Yeah, and she's choosing whether or not to take it. And she might contact mm-hmm. you later on down the road when she's out having fun and wants to have sex again. But mm-hmm. I don't think that his message, his first message was saying, like, I'm ready to get married. Did he say how old you? <laughs> uh, no, okay. I didn't see that in there. Okay. And I All have right. a we ring, and that. I meant to give it to you. <laughs> yes, exactly. You have, you have a size, size 11, right? Oh, right, that's exactly. Insulting. I mean, you could even... <laughs> I right. don't know what ring size is. Okay, yeah. <laughs> 11 would be like... Is that big? Well, that's 11 big. would be man hands. It would be man hands. <laughs> it's for her toe, for a big toe. Okay, there right, you go. Exactly, for a big toe. Hello, Marnie and Kristen. I'm a big fan of the show and I'm always trying to implement what I hear from your show into my dating life. That doesn't mean I don't have my problems though. Hopefully you can help me with the following. Around seven years ago, I met an amazing girl. At the time, she really liked me. I was young, however, and blew the opportunity by not making a move despite us kissing a few times. Ultimately, months down the line, when I tried to make a move, I got friend zone. She moved away shortly after and for the next three years, we maintained long distance contact almost every day. It was flirty always, but I didn't realize I was putting myself into a text buddy role. Anyways, she got a boyfriend a few years ago. They were extremely serious and were engaged. During this two to three years, the girl and I stayed friends, but I broke out of the text buddy zone. We would talk on average every one slash two months. And I know now that this scarcity distance principle isn't the worst thing. Plus, I wanted to be respectful of her relationship with her boyfriend. And just recently, she has split from her fiance and is heartbroken. Knowing that she has recently broken up from a serious relationship, how do I approach this? Also, side note, I have tried dating other girls, but nothing has worked out. Now she is single and I am single. And I want to give this a good shot because I've always felt like there is so much potential between us. How do I make it known after so long that I now want to be more than friends? It would be great if you could give your views on how I should best approach this. Kind regards, Lewis. Yeah, uh... I, I have a really simple one to this, and, and it might not be the perfect answer. Um, but it seems, I mean, if you're in different cities, honestly, I think the best thing would be to like find a reason to go to her city 
and go to her city yeah. for that reason. And then like when you're there, be like, hey, uh, you know, I'm here. I think we should go out for drinks. And then like let your make your intentions known by how sexual you are with her, but not like a hundred percent upfront. You don't want to just like overwhelm her when she hasn't seen you in years. But like you know, be flirty and like you know, touch her on her arm a bit when you're in person. I don't think escalating it over phone calls is going to get you anywhere. No, I don't think so either. Unless she's been pining over you, and even if she has been pining True. over you, then it, it, it's still not the best place to put that out because then you have like this heightened position over text or phone call that you know puts a lot of pressure on the interaction. Anyway, I I agree with you. It has to be something in person. So I would continue like, you know, with the once every one to two months and the next phone call, just be super fun with her, connect with her, like have a real honest point in your conversation. Um, And then if there is a reason that you can end up in her city or near her, you text her a week or two later and you say like, I happen to be coming here. Definitely want to see when I'm there. Um, I'll text you when I land, unless you want to make plans, Mm -hmm. something like that. Um, Or just, you know, to even gauge her response of how much she wants to see you. And then, yeah, hang out. And when you hang out with with her there, I think what Joe said is perfect. Hang out with her, have fun, be flirty. Um, You don't want to escalate too much, but you you have to to show her this awesome side of you that can, you know, build up those butterflies in her belly. And if she is feeling that Mm -hmm. for you, that will be present. And then, I mean, at the end of the night, you, you can totally go in for a kiss if that's the vibe that's out there. If that, if you see that she's reciprocating and touching you back and smiling and giggling and, you know, doesn't want to go home after one drink of being out with you, but wants to stay out and not looking at other guys, but wants to stay out to enjoy her night with you, then you can switch gears a little bit and you can, you know, lower your voice tonality. You can get in a little bit close to her. You can do the triangle move and look from one eye to the other, down to her lips and back up and smirk. And you can have that tension there. And again, if she is following along and a part of what you're doing, then you can go in for the kiss. And you say, you can even say like, I've actually never thought about doing that before, but I just, I had to kiss you. Something, if you you don't have to lay it out there on the table that you've been pining for her for seven years. That can come out later on down the road. But um, <laughs> when you, you know, give her her size 11 go, toe ring. Go slow and see what is there between the two of you. Right, yes. Uh, when you give her her 11 sized toe ring. But the only thing I have to say to all of that is just be careful if you are going to go to her city and you have to fly there. Make sure you're definitely going to see her because I can't imagine the letdown. For oh, if you yes. get there, yes, you yes, fly yes, all yes. the way there and she's like, oh, you know, I'm busy. Sorry. And then you're just stuck in her city. I mean, so just I think you want to have a little more confirmation or you could play it like I'm um, I'm here. I'm, I'm in your or I'm here already. Like you could kind of say you're actually there. Oh, yeah. That's what I was sort of saying. Like, I'm not coming to see you. I'm coming for another reason. And I, I mean, that's, that's conference or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, something that you genuinely want to go to. Yeah. And that you probably will go to. Like, you're not just faking it. You're just like, I actually am going to go to this because it's cool. Yeah. And the thing is, is that if she does flake on you, I mean, then you have your answer, right? You know, Mm -hmm. what's going on on her end and you, you enjoy the city that you've just visited and then go back home. That's how it Mm -hmm. is. All right. 
One more question. Hey, uh, hey guys, my name is Danny Rose. I've been listening since the John Sally podcast interview. And by the way, that was legendary. Wow, that's um, long. John Sally was like yeah. our first interview. Exactly. Um, so a very long time. One of the most, one of the best guests on in my personal favorite, best episode. So cut to the point. I'm a 26-year-old guy who's pretty much a late bloomer due to mostly being overweight in the past and in everything else like sex, personal body image, girls, overall experiences, et cetera, et cetera. I'm a gym junkie and formed a crew of pairs uh, past three years, have a blessed group of friends. I don't know what that means. One of my friends in the group, Katie, she's 23, is an upcoming future doctor in college. We pretty much share things in common. So recently, one night at the gym, it was me and her working out, stretching, et cetera. Um, Somehow the subject of sex popped up. She sarcastically said, yeah, it's been about 10 months since I had sex. I have multiple guys in my Instagram messages. I just want a guy to have fun with, but no strings attached until I go back to college. So I'm sitting here with the idea and possibly opportunity in my head because I was in the same boat and have had, I haven't had sex in so many months. So I took my shot like a man, testosterone driven gun hose. She said yes, over and over again. Uh, we're laughing, working out, right? Sounds amazing. And wait, there's more. So as soon as we went outside going to put car to our cars, I asked her to make sure, hey, Katie, were you serious about having sex? No strings attached. Her reply was, uh, as she was about to go into the car, Danny, I was joking. I don't want to ruin the friendship we have. You'll find someone. Taps me and slaps me back and then laughs. She even said she wanted to have fun being friends. Didn't matter, et cetera. What friends playing more games. I, he, he doesn't make sense. I didn't even really know how to edit this one, to be honest, but... <laughs> was he saying that she, she so basically she laughed and, and said she wanted to be friends? She basically laughed and said okay. I was just joking. Yeah. So she left and I don't know if she was getting off on the whole thing. Did I screw it, my, screw it up myself? She backed out like a punk. I mean, what? Like, can a woman just toy with you like that? I was even thinking what kind of a friend does that to a guy. Marnie, that shirt, shit hurt, LOL. I was so excited because having sex with someone you know would feel great because there's no risk or as, anyway, this doesn't make sense. I would love to hear back from you about the situation. Hope I explained it enough. You did, but a lot of it doesn't make sense. Um, sorry for the errors and misspelling. I want to say this while I was fresh in my mind because that happened just a few hours ago. God bless and thank you. Well, I hate to say this because he's been listening to the show for a long time and is a loyal fan, but the way he kind of is talking in that, I can see he's a little bit of a D-bag or something. Um, and I, I hate to say that, but with the like, how can she play me like that? LOL, Marnie, that hurt. Like I, there's something I think that might be um, not like, not likable, but like the, she wasn't feeling comfortable with or something. I, I really feel like I should stop talking. I think, I, don't know just, I think he's just 26. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I hear what you're saying, but like, I think he's just 26, right? And like, so that's the assumption. Like, why is she playing me like that? Why is she saying these things and not following through on them? I, okay. I wasn't sure if they had come to an agreement that they would have sex together. I think she was saying, this is where I'm at. This right. is what I'm right. looking for. And he said, this is where I am too. And right. I didn't say like, okay, well, let's scratch that itch together. But yeah, it's like me telling I you that, that I that... need a new pair of jeans, and you're like, oh, I do too. It doesn't mean we're going to go shopping for them together. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I will say mm-hmm. that many times, especially when I was 26 and under, I would bring up those things to guys that I was interested in to see how they respond. So I would start talking about sexual things. I, I actually liked talking about sexual things when I was younger. It wasn't always necessarily because I liked the person who was in front of me and I wanted them to see me that way. <laughs> but with certain guys, I would bring up topics like that to sort of get a gauge on where they are at. And there's a, another thing. Uh, I think you guys are totally right. And it's, it's kind of interesting to hear the, the female perspective. Um, and to the listener, I know it seems frustrating and I'm sorry about that. I've I definitely uh, been in situations like that where I'm like, oh, she totally was into me. We had great chemistry. And now like she's not replying. And I'm like, what the hell? And I think one of the things that I learned recently, and ladies, you can totally correct me if I'm wrong, uh, because I don't have a female mind. But um, I realize that girls, it's almost like she had some chemistry and it was a possibility but the thing is, if you try to make her choose whether to have sex with you or not, like later, you know, sex with women is all about comfort and feeling and, and like emotion. And if you're alone and together, yeah, and organic, exactly. Yeah. If you're alone together and she's and you're like, well, you agreed, and like she feels pressured, she doesn't want to, and she doesn't want to get in that situation. So it's almost like she had that chemistry with you in that moment, and if you we're cool with the uncertainty and we're like, Hey, you know, let's get a drink tomorrow. Then it probably could have happened and you might still be able to save it. But when you try to lock it down and make it black and white, now she's like, Oh wait, if I say yes, I don't have a choice if I change my mind. Yes, And so she doesn't oh want God, to say that. That's so much better. Yes. I completely agree with that. And that's actually what I'm envisioning happened. Like in that moment, she liked where the conversation was going and felt it not. And it just may have been like something she liked about that moment. We're mm-hmm. really in that moment. If that whatever was going on between them could have continued, then it would have happened. But I think afterwards when, yeah, he did make it so black and white, like, so we're going to bang. Yeah. They, then it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, wait, what? Okay. <laughs> it's like, so not sexy anymore. Right. <laughs> this is like, so if yeah. She even did, mm-hmm. she, she, if she did up until that moment, she stopped the minute he said it like that. Yeah. Yeah. But and I don't want to say there's any shame in this. No, it's fine. I just don't want to say there's any shame in this because I've definitely tried to black and white things with girls and I've made this mistake over and over. And I still make it because I'm actually working on this with my mentor um, right now, helping me like, dude, like you don't, it's, you just have fun in the moment. And here's a really good phrase that my mentor is teaching me actually. Um, Focus on making the tension. Don't focus on getting the goal. Um, A lot of dating coaches say don't focus on the outcome and they're totally right. But a more useful mindset. Because if you're like, don't focus on the outcome, you're like, okay, I can't focus on the outcome. And what are you going to focus on? The outcome. Because you're thinking about not focusing on it. So instead, focus on making tension. So focus on creating sexual tension. As long as you focus on that, like you're going to have fun in the moment and it's probably going to happen. Yeah, I I actually agree with you. So so what what this guy, Danny, could have done was, um, I mean... To play it off afterwards, if he did screw up and say like the black and white statement, he, mm-hmm. I mean, could have gotten really close to her and I'm envisioning it, but I don't want people to like screw it up and do it incorrectly. <laughs> but like mm-hmm. if he went up to her and said something kind of playful and like, oh my God, you just lost your chance or something like that to show that he mm-hmm. wasn't sort of phased by the, oh, we're just friends. Oh, Danny, you're such a funny boy. 
and then give her something else to build that tension back up. And that takes a lot of confidence to be able to do, to like in the moment think of something semi-witty to say that Mm -hmm. also elicits some sort of sexual feelings and just be, I can't even think of something to say right now. But like, I know the, the, the energy that, that I'm picturing him having. It's like got a smirk on his face. He gets close to mm-hmm. her, makes eye contact, and then pulls himself away and says, okay, friend, <laughs> we can be friends. Like some, it's something like that where exactly what you were saying at the, at the top of the show of like, it's, it's that new attitude to have. It's the way of envisioning a fun time between the two of you mm-hmm. as opposed to a goal of not screwing up. So I love yeah. that you just said focus tension instead because I think that that's something that will definitely help and and the more that you do things like that the easier those things will come out of your mouth to be able to oh yeah put out that type of vibe with a, a girl so I think Danny in the moment I think she was into it and then the moment became a little bit too real and black and white and not so sexy anymore and she lost her boner anyway one that thing is I re- the, rip oh, two seconds can I say something yeah, for two yeah, seconds yeah. all right I hope you hope you don't yeah. mind um, uh, something that will really help you learn to create tension is, uh, and this is such a weird like recommendation. I'm not getting any money for this. Netflix, send me some cash, please. Um, but Hank Moody from Californication is absolutely mm. downright <laughs> solid with girls and with and with creating and maintaining amazing tension. Watch him. I watch him honestly just to kind of like emulate him because he's got some amazing. Uh, tension skills. So if you want to learn how to create tension and understand, and you can see he never makes it, tries to make it black and white. In fact, he purposefully tries to make it ambiguous sometimes, but he's sub-communicating all the time. Even if he's saying no, he's sub-communicating that he's interested. Um, And that's something that you should check out, Californication. Just check that out. It'll really help you. Yes, and I love that show. And Hank Moody is a mess, and he's still got lots (laughs) of women, so it's awesome. Uh, But thank you so much for coming on to the show. Please tell people where to go one more time to listen to your inspiring thoughts and uh, collect tools on how to inspire yourself. Yeah, thanks. I'm really thankful for this opportunity. It's um, thespotofjoe.com. Wonderful. Okay. And then Kristen, my New York friend, where do people go to to work with you and to listen to you? Uh com slash dating help. And if you guys want any before and afters of profiles that I've written before you want to take the plunge, let me know and I can pass them to you. But uh I rewrite profiles. No, like, they're just gonna copy them. Oh, Don't yeah, do that. okay, no. Don't never mind. I'm not sending this <laughs> to you guys. Um, they're good. Just trust me that they're good. I'm so if you want your profile rewritten, they are really good. And Kristen's banter book is going to be coming out shortly. Um, we're currently creating the sales page for it. She just added a little bit more content to it, so it's going to be up, up and out very soon. Hopefully, I'm just you know waiting on design and stuff. Anyway, it'll be out soon. Uh, but you can check out my website, WingGirlMethod.com. Thank you so much for continuing to support and listen to the Ask Women podcast. Even if John Sally was the highlight of all. <laughs> of our shows 18 million years ago. Um, But yeah, you can listen to new episodes of the Ask Women podcast every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. If you want to write in questions for the show, please send them to ask at askwomenpodcast.com and we will do our best to answer your questions and overanalyze the crap out of them with our guests and with ourselves. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week.